Welcome to today's podcast. We will be discussing whether Mexico and Nigeria can become a consolidated democracy. I'm Isabel. I'm Beth. I'm Cole. And I'm Liz. All right, first let's go over a few necessary features of democratic regimes. Um, there should always be free and fair elections, and political parties and their opposition parties should be free to organize and present candidates. The rule, of all, the rule of law actually plays a big part in that too, Isabel, in the democratic regimes, because um, it holds this power that no citizen is above or under the law. Um, another part of that would be that all citizens possess political rights, like civil liberties and participation in political activities. And conflicts should always be resolved peacefully without recurse to violence. Um, certain levels of transparency should also be incorporated, uh, meaning that there are no hidden uh, power holders also. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, me and Liz will start by going over Nigeria and the power it has. So Nigeria holds this large potential to become a strong consolidated democracy. Um, to begin, they're a large power over Africa because they hold the largest gas reserve um, in the country. And they also have this high industry of oil resources, which we all are pretty aware of. Um, their economy is stalled, but the growth, like I said, is very, is very, they have a lot of potential there. Um, when it comes to the electricity, Nigeria holds the seventh largest gas reserve. However, instead of evenly distributing their resources, 98% of them live without power. And the wealthy have access to generators because they can afford them, but this leaves the lower class um, without electricity, which the lower class makes up a large percentage of their population to begin with. So that would kind of lead into what Isabel's talking about, about reasons they cannot become a consolidated democracy. Um. Like Liz was saying, with their large resources of electricity, um, petroleum is also a huge industry in Nigeria, and it makes up over 90% of their export earnings. Um, though they have all this revenue coming in from oil exports, they, like Liz was saying, they don't distribute it throughout their citizens. There's this large amount of poverty in the country and a very small amount of elites that gather all the revenue and this kind of ties into the ethnic relations throughout the country. Um, since like colonial Nigeria there's been major religion and religion focused and ethnic focused discourse because I mean when Britain had the colonies they kind of just put them t two together because it makes more sense to have a coherent British colony than two, and that just goes into yeah. all of our problems today with the Muslim versus Christian tying into government and corruption. Right, I agree completely. It um, pits people against each other instead of pitting the people against the government, and I think that's a big problem in Nigeria. Um, it's, like I said earlier, causing this economic halt because they can't prosper if everyone's against each other. Um, a big problem Nigeria has is prebendalism, which if we're going to discuss that, it's the it's when elites use revenues to benefit their own ethnic groups instead of the country as a whole. So overall, no president is aiming to improve the country, but instead they're aiming to improve their ethnic groups, which creates this big sense of ethnic tension. And like I said, it pits the citizens against each other and you can't progress as a nation if you're pitted against each other. Um, right. And along with that, there's been very few, if none, presidents that have taken the position in order to increase the well-being of the country. They're all focused on themselves, and that's why Nigeria is just such a failing state right now. 
Yeah, the governmental corruption is also plays a big role in the reason that their potential is being stalled. Um, it's all about money in Nigeria because they have the money to prosper, which is why they hold this world power in Africa. But right now, judges and prosecutors and police officers, the people that a nation are supposed to look up to and trust, are betraying their country. Um, Right. They're collecting bribes, they're soliciting bribes, and it's they're all caught up in the money instead of trying to progress as a nation. Right. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think if we're going to summarize the Nigerian section, they have this great potential to become a consolidated democracy. You know, they have the power over Africa. They have... Um, the seventh largest gas reserve right, in the right. country so they have this great potential but right now it's being stalled through the ethnic tension that they have yeah, and everyone's pitted against each other yes ethno-nationalistic like cleavages is what's holding them back and if there were to be like alterations to their constitution or a new constitution that mm -hmm. devolves this power over resources from this all-powerful government into these local constituencies it would move them forward miles. I agree, I agree. And you gotta work together, like I've said previous times, that um, you can't move forward as a country if you're trying to move in different states, in different sections. You gotta, you have to be on the same page in a sense, right, which so. I think is something they're going to have to learn to um, work with if they want to become a consolidated democracy. So yes, how about we, yeah, how about we move over to Beth and Cole talking about Mexico and how they can become a consolidated democracy. Okay, yeah. So like we explained earlier together, to be a true consolidated democracy, it takes stability politically, economically, and judicially, just to name a few. So we're going to start off with the economy. So Mexico might be doing well compared to others globally, but it isn't doing as well as it really should. NAFTA has been a key part to Mexico's economy, and Mexico relies heavily on it. NAFTA connects Mexico to America and boosts their GDP immensely. Despite its benefits, NAFTA actually keeps Mexico extremely vulnerable to fluctuating oil prices. And I mean, that isn't really a rare occurrence. NAFTA also really hurts small farmers in Mexico as well. Um, speaking of economic difficulty, uh, poverty is also a huge problem in Mexico. 42.9% uh, of citizens are below the poverty line and 10% of those citizens live on less than $1.25 a day. On a little bit of a lighter note, the, note, the oil industry, as we have talked about before, is a crucial part in sustaining Mexico's economy. Uh, Mexico is also one of the largest, the world's largest producers of crude oil um, and has even made up for around 32% of its own country's total revenue in 2016. Since then, we've been, we, we've seen an even higher focus on increasing the production of oil and natural gas. So for the judicial system, it is definitely a problem. Crime rates are rising and support for the government is steadily declining. I mean, it's really hard to blame them because despite the fact that they publicize fair elections, the PRI actually doesn't abide by that. The, P the PRI has a political stronghold on Mexico still to this day. They go to corrupt measures just to gain power. When the PRI is in power, the president controls almost all of the powers across all three branches. Transparency and legitimacy levels are extremely low when the PRI is in power. The rise of crime rates also go hand in hand with corruption. Pay is generally pretty small to police officers in Mexico. They usually make like $285 to $400 a month, so they are pretty likely to accept bribes to ignore crimes or to protect criminals. It's a huge problem because it's hard to target why and where this is exactly happening because most of the actual police forces are the ones involved in crimes. Um, also on the topic of um, military and police, um, the police force especially is very weak 
and, um, and corrupt that the military is starting to get involved in crime. Um, and because the military is viewed as less corrupt compared to poorly trained local police forces, they are allowed to they are allowed more powers to fight Mexico's war on drugs. Uh, military official, official officers patrol streets and take down suspects. Many citizens protest the idea of allowing armed forces on the streets. Um, and since the military has given been given more power, there have been almost 6,000 documented cases of human rights violations against the armed forces. Uh, these cases include raping, torturing, and executions. Uh, the armed forces are being given away too much power and it is leading to unjust deaths and suffering of Mexican citizens. So it's obvious that Mexico is in a weak and fragile state right now. The government continues what it's doing. There's just no possible way that it could become a consolidated government. I suppose it could be possible, like eventually, but Mexico needs to become a consolidated democracy as a leader who is willing to make a real change and put reforms into action. You're very right, and I, I totally agree with that. Um, the future of Mexico needs to find um, a way to enforce an effective balance of power uh, in the legislature to allow checks and balances to work properly. The military also has way too much power, and as does the PRI. People in positions of power are way too corrupt and are undermining the, the country's balance. All right, so bringing our two countries together, uh, I think we can decide that one major step that needs to be taken in both of their directions towards becoming a full, strong, consolidated democracy is that they need a leader who cares for the country itself, not just their own benefit or their religion. I agree. The bribes in both countries, as we can see, is evident and it kind of pulls through from a leader should be someone that you look up to, such as like, you know, the military and the police and the president. These are prime figures in a country that's supposed to lead you as a whole, but they can't exactly do that when, like as well said, they're just focusing on themselves and accepting bribes. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Thank you for listening. Yep. <laughs> All right. I guess that's our last word. <laughs> Oh shit, it's the <laughs>